Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Jenkins pushed to the market contest. Eddie, look out. No, no, no. Eddie, the unbelievable. Oh, oh he's got another one. Big Maxi has gone crashing into the turf for Canberra and has not moved. He's Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 20 wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, have you got a highlight of the week? Or, you know, we always go beer of the week with you first. Beer of the week first, I'll forget. So, continuing with our winter theme of very dark beers, I'm going back to Melbourne-based breweries. Um, so, Hawkers, one of the sort of entry-level craft beer and biggest names in craft beer in Melbourne at the moment. Um, we had a bit of a, a takeover, a tap takeover at the bar workout for barrel-aged beers. So, we had the owner, uh, Marzen, in there. He's got a really interesting story. Dude from Lebanon who started off as like a war photographer and decided to start the first... Um, small batch brewery in the Middle East while the war was going on in Lebanon. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And it uh, turned out pretty well, except for the war started coming to where he was. So he actually just moved to Australia and tried to start it off as old Lebanese style, just hawking beer at, at like on doorsteps. <laughs> right, so he couldn't make kebabs, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I think he was just a bit adventurous. So yep. so he started Hawker's Beer Company, which is a fantastic brewery. So anyway, uh, they've released their barrel stout editions, and they've got one called Fig and Maple, uh, maple syrup uh, barrel aged stout, which is really good, um, nice and sweet. So if you're not a fan of big smoky stouts, then try and get onto this one, and you get it from most good craft beer venues in Melbourne. Yeah. So get onto that one. That's my beer That's of the week. Good, good story. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, highlight of the week. Well, I mean, there's some obvious ones, and it's got to do with Martin. Martin, uh, yes. Martin, yeah. Uh, Martin Screlly, also <laughs> known as the biggest cunt in the world. Yes, I, I did see this. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what are they calling him? The, the bro vesta? Or? Yeah, the farmer bro. Farmer bro, yeah. that's it. So he's famous for price gouging the fuck out of necessity... N- yeah. no, like medication. Medication that's necessity for like AIDS and yeah. for epilepsy and things like that. Like He's yeah. the one that bought the rights to the EpiPen, yes. which cost about four bucks to make, jacked the price up to 700 bucks per unit. Yeah. And yeah, obviously people need that to live, which is, mm. you know, a cunt move. So apparently he's got uh, convicted of... Uh, investor fraud securities fraud which he misled investors in his hedge fund and pretty much had to cover up um where he was spending his money which wasn't <laughs> what he said he was doing yep. unfortunately though he actually still made the money yeah <laughs> and so he's gone to trial he's been convicted i'm just hoping they can do the right thing and uh put this motherfucker in jail because yeah. if i went to like let's say i was rattling a tin around the mcg and went all right guys going to invest in uh, Dustin Martin's future and then yeah. I went to casino and put it on black and one <laughs> and gave them back double the money or something like that yeah, I'd still go to jail yeah. like, that's still illegal even if they made money out of it uh, even if you went and bought Tyrone Vickery back yeah well I'm about to definitely should go to jail for that, <laughs> you should yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it I would, think it would be funny to see if he does go to prison and then uh, you know goes to the commissary and goes oh, you know gonna buy some shower thongs or something like, oh mate <laughs> 700 bucks <Yeah>. what <laughs> no 4 bucks oh price just went up <laughs> 
Um, I, I think from reading the article, he was up yeah, for... Th- Bernie Madoff drives a hard deal. <laughs> <laughs> he was up for the 13 charges and he got... Um, they could only pin him on four. Yeah. But it's enough. It's a start. Yeah. But with the lawyers he had, he was dead fucking guilty of those four. <laughs> yeah. Save those yeah. four. Like, yeah. if, you, if you can't get your OJ ass off that being rich, <laughs> then you you are red-handed. And just his face. He's got a face he's up to punch. It's kind of like yeah, Brad there, Ebert. There's a bit of, bit of Aish about him. Yeah, <laughs> you both just nailed your, your two scapegoats just in one hit. I, uh, I still, I still cannot uh, remember verbalize why. why. I, I just think he's so punchable. I'm the same. Uh, yeah, logic escapes me sometimes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and the, you know, I'm, he might be a really nice guy. Give the charity. Yeah, that, that just spoils it. You don't need to know. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just think it's if, like, I, if I met him, I'd be like, James, just can I, can I, can I like? Well, I, know, I, I know you're a nice bloke. Can I just punch you in the face just once? Just. You know how they say, don't meet your heroes? Yeah. Don't meet your cunts either. This is true. This is true. They might disappoint you and actually be all right. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's just like those people who met Stuart Broad with that Broad is a shit bloke t-shirt. They're like, oh, god damn it. He was actually all right. He was always going to be that. He's like, yeah, he's a cunt, but he's he's one of those ones who's like, you know what? We'd love you if you were one of us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Valentine and and all the others. Yep. Um, So, yeah, that was my my story. Uh, Josh, you got a highlight of the week? Uh, Well... Oh, the highlight I had was uh, not actually going to the North Collingwood game. Oh, um, wasn't that a great decision? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I thought I might go, and <laughs> then um, I, I didn't, uh, but I did torture myself by watching on television. Uh, I, I think I did hear that the NRL has purchased the rights to the replay of that match, and they're showing it to uh, all school-age <laughs> children around New South Wales and Queensland now. That'll work. Uh, I, I, off so I think Sydney Swans, GWS, Gold Coast, and Brisbane are fucked now. Um, they're going to be no talent coming through. Um. But yeah, not not turning up to that game is was, uh, was a highlight. the highlight. All right, do you want to go through my highlight of the weekend? Then? We do. Well, I, I had a few. Um, first off, a little bit of a low light. I had lunch um, with uh, the dear old mum on Thursday. Yep. Um, and we went to oh, it's called Theorama or something. How come you got invited right. to lunch? Yeah, because it was near work. Um, I'm near your work. Yeah, well, you, you weren't important. Um, <laughs> yeah, you weren't paying. No, I wasn't. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll get salt and pepper calamari. You're like that, that'd be all right. Yeah. I like salt and pepper calamari. It's really good. You know what? It's my own fault. And it came out. It was deep fried salt and uh, calamari rings with uh, a packet of salt and a packet of pepper. Wow! I, went, I just looked at it and went, "That is so bad. I can't even be angry." All right, name and shame. Where the fuck <laughs> I, I was said, this place? Is that Theorama? It's if you go to Southern Cross Station. It's, oh, it's right. right next to. Um, uh, Starbucks there. That's unforgivable. But it, they're a chocolates place. It's a dessert place. But it was fucking freezing this day. And I looked at it and went, that looks warm. And it yep. was. And Do you reckon say. the chef was just out to lunch? I have no and, idea. And someone's got, the, the waitress has gone back to me and go, what's salt and pepper? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Here's some squid. Put some salt and pepper on there. All right, exactly. job done. Um, <laughs> now, another highlight. Uh, we, we can go through this. We went. I did go to one game on the weekend, and that was the Hawks-Richmond game. Yep. And we went uh, with our mate Richie, who, who uh, does Richie. the podcast with yep. us. It was funny. I was meeting him there, and uh, he said, oh, I'm over by the bollards as you get off Richmond Station. And yep. I looked past, I couldn't see. And I went, oh, there he is. He had his beanie on, his scarf on, his jersey <laughs> on, a couple of badges. Signed jersey. <laughs> yeah, many, many signatures on his jersey. And I said, sorry, mate, I didn't see you. I thought you were a merch stand. <laughs> but we kept going. Anyway, game's over. Um, and big big crowd, you know, for yeah. a... 60 odd, I think it was? Yeah, well, 58,300, I know, because Richie was very close to picking it. <laughs> <laughs> so he trumped it into me. Um, and uh, obviously, big crowd uh, as you're getting out. Yeah. Um, and it's crowded walking around the back of uh, the MCG on level one. Um, and uh, we're all trying to stick together because we're catching the train home. We don't usually do that. And everyone's crowded, you know, and shuffling along as you do. Yep. And then we thought, where's Josh? Where's Josh gone? And we couldn't see him. And we turned around and there he is. He's 
Josh has found a shortcut. Yeah. Because you know where the uh, the food um, vendors are. And yeah. Usually they're roped off, you know, with the queues and all that. Yep. Well, Josh was cutting through there because no one was there. <laughs> well, the metal rails, but instead of zigzagging, I'm like, I'll just duck under this one, duck under that one, keep <laughs> and, ducking under till I'm out. So anyway, we said, where's Josh? We, so oh, there he is. And Josh looks up at us and smiles and goes, yeah, yeah. The, the knowing smile that, yeah, I found a shortcut. I've got this sorted. And he goes to duck under a rail. Do you want to take the story from there, Josh? Well, the thing is, you're at the MCG, right? Yep. How, how good are cleaners do you think are at the MCG after a game? Like, not terribly good, right? Yeah, sure. Like, the place, you don't expect it to be I'm, spotless. I'm rich for support. I'm usually gone before the siren, so... <laughs> but, you know, even before the match, you don't expect the place to be spotless. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, a black metal frame. Just a metal bar. You in, know, separating the in between queue from the yeah, food queue. Yep. From the pub bit to the red roost, whatever it is. And I'm, I see... I hear a, where's Josh? And I look up, I'm like, hey, lads. You know, I, I got this one. I'm well ahead of <laughs> you guys. Check me out. So I sort of go to duck under this... Um, the black bar and uh, I couldn't do it I uh, ran into Perspex that was surprisingly clean uh, and just bounced straight off while they're still looking at it just as we were looking at it and with the biggest smile he's like bang please tell me you reported antisocial behaviour <laughs> like running into Shane Mumford it was <laughs> but what was even funnier was you thought it was the funniest story. <laughs> you're like yeah that was pretty funny that was pretty good you loved it yeah well, I was, I was confused for a second. Like, what the fuck happened there? Then, <laughs> yep. But afterwards, I thought it's one of those um, situations that can never happen again. Because no. even walking by later on, like you know, thirty seconds later, looking back, I could still see dead through it. I'm like, all right, how, that will not happen again. It won't happen again because it's got your perspex- face marks on it now. <laughs> that perspex will never be that clean again. No. <laughs> Jeez, it was funny, just the uh, just the moment of it. And it's one of those things, you go, oh, yeah, that was great that we saw it. We yeah. all happened to be looking at the <laughs> it. Immediately, you're like, who hit me? <laughs> <laughs> Which time was it? Which one are you, Jackie Chan <laughs> motherfuckers? What the fuck did I run into? <laughs> yeah. I love how some of those physics just let you down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so I guess we're going to go through the games this weekend. but uh, Some of them. <laughs> it, I think I cannot ever remember a worst weekend of football. Just some of the games were just that unforgettable that... It wasn't even funny. So we are going to go through the games as a matter of course. And then uh, because we think it's going to be rather quick, we'll go through the run home and uh, see who's going to make finals. On that though, do you think that creates an argument for a shorter season? No. No, no it's just it was a shit weekend. It happens. I'd, well, I'd I mean, be fine if, with a 17-round season. If by shorter season you mean get rid of AFLX, then yes. <laughs> well, that's not coming in this year, which is, which is lucky. Yeah. Um, that's it. Anyway, who's in charge of marketing AFLX? Was it the people who were sacked for shagging their uh, secretaries? Maybe. Maybe it was the secretaries yeah. themselves. And they're not the best at appointing positions, let's be honest. No. They've, they've, uh, they've run into some trouble. How has how AFL generationally changed, though? Like, you can't tackle a bloke face first anymore. You can't <laughs> shag the secretary. Well, basically, you've got people running who've never played the game, which has fucked it. It might change. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it's got to the point where they're, they are just so big that and they've covered all the markets they're ever going to cover. Yeah. Now they're going, right, what else can we do? We've got all this money. Let's try this. Yeah, see, I think they big should... Big Bash is popular. <laughs> they should allow the, but did he die, defence. <laughs> um, the Sprouts haven't moved into, uh, like, um, eSports and just had, all right, they AFL are. Live, we're going to play that. They are. How, well, they're playing, like, StarCraft and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Crows have bought a team and yeah. they've encouraged all the others are going to have a team. StarCraft yeah. team? Yeah. Sweet. They're like eSports team. So they play uh, Dota, StarCraft, whatever. Really? Wow. Um, Played at Perth Stadium or something. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. That's what it's geared up for. Literally, that's what's going on. Nice. Uh, Eddie had as well. They've got the full uh, in-the-round uh, video displays. Uh, like some of that drone racing should be happening too. That looks awesome. 
know about that, but um, I know esports are definitely going to be an AFL sub-brand. And I think they were hoping that AFL Live, or AFL Evolution was going to be better. <laughs> yeah. No. But yep. it wasn't. It sucked. Yeah, yeah, mind mind you, too. in fairness, fucking hard game to translate onto a uh, pad. True, but USC managed to figure it out to a reasonable yeah. degree. A reasonable degree. Yeah. But yeah, that's what um, Maybe they're trying to do AFLX just to get the video game out of it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah true. I've seen dumber shit. Anyway, footy. Uh, the Swans came up against the Dangerfield Less Cats. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, the Swans went in without uh, Josh Kennedy as well, who's their major um, ball winner and captain. Yeah. Um, but uh, they look like they were on from the get-go. Yeah. Geelong were never in a chance no. in this game. They look like they're going to claw it back. Um, pretty, I mean, we... We kind of expect them. I feel like we tipped it was going to be a close game last week, and maybe even a couple of tipped the Swans were going to get ahead. So I don't feel like this was out of the blue. I feel like people expect no. this with the injury list that um, Geelong have. It's going to be very hard to... With Dangerfield out, because we yeah. know that even though it's only one player, and they both had their best midfielder out. Yeah, but Selwood's no good as well. You Well, Selwood got injured during yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Dangerfield out of Geelong leaves a bigger hole than Kennedy out of the yeah. Swans. Well, yeah. yeah, Kennedy's but, got Parker, Heaney... Yeah, there's other backups. Yeah, a shit ton um, of them. But everyone knows that. Excuse me, Geelong are a, they need Dangerfield, whereas yeah. um, Swans can function without Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they, I, I got it wrong last week. I said they beat them down there last year in McVeigh's two hundredth. It was Kieran Jack's two hundredth, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, we got lots of emails about that. Yeah, of course we did. <laughs> um, it was one of those ones where I said it, and then I went, hang on, that doesn't sound right. No, it's not bad. quite true. <laughs> I'll run with it anyway. I'm committed now. Be like a real journo. <laughs> yeah. um, what else are we making of the game? Um, the uh, MRP had a big uh, big deal to do with this one. Well, well they had a big weekend, actually. They did have a big weekend. Yes, this wasn't the biggest one, but um, certainly had a fair amount to say in this game. And I think well, we've got three cats that got suspended, or two cats uh, plus... Duncan and Hawkins. Duncan and Hawkins, that's I think it. there was a fine on top of that. Yeah. But yeah. And, of course, uh, Selwood did his ankle. Yeah, yeah. he had. Uh, he was the one that had the massive pain injection shots, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, and then came back on and realised, no, that's a fucked up injury. You're gonna well, he, he did do it again, like they said. It's, uh, and I thought the coverage of it was quite good. They showed he rolled his ankle. And when you roll an ankle, it's a sprain. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's just a sprain. The only question is how bad of a sprain. Yeah. Then he went back and rolled it the other way. And you're like, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you, you could, have a swivel for an ankle. Yeah. The argument could be, and has been made, that by taking the pain injection, you don't have the, the sensitivity Same around sensation. the joint. Yeah. The, the pain so means something. That's important. <laughs> yeah. And pain, pain is information. Yeah. <laughs> and look, the, the thing is, you can understand the courage. And no one has ever faulted Selwood's courage uh, in terms of his willingness to put his body on the line. Yeah. He's, he's so courageous, he'll even put his body on the line to the ground. Yeah. Okay. And but come off second best several but, times. But I feel like we have all these debates about safety, especially when it comes to tackling and bumping. Yep, yep. This is more important than that. It's managing injuries well, and especially concussions yeah. and things like that. They shouldn't be allowed back on the field, not because, I mean, yeah, they're all brave. If you step on the football field at AFL level, you're, you're a brave motherfucker because yep. those guys are big. Yep. So you're going to get hurt at some point. So I think that they have a due responsibility to manage these injuries in a much more uh, a manner that is... A, a longer-term view. A longer-term view of their you know sustainability in that system. Well, well I, you can't... That's sad, but you can't trust the player either because a player... Well, that's why they're as, doctors. Yeah, yeah, as long as the player can move somewhat, they will put their hand up to come on. Put yep. me back in, coach. Yeah, and they will, like, even with broken bones, and it's happened. Yeah. Um, so sometimes there's got to be a doctor or a coach there saying, mate, no, that ain't right. Well, I feel like we should maybe just take on board Doc Larkin's uh, opinion <laughs> because he's always worst-case scenario. So let's pretend it's worst-case well, scenario. And then, you know, just when it comes to head injuries, that they've done it, I believe now. When yeah. it comes to concussion, they've got, no, nah, no. Nah. With 
playing on the side of caution now. It's The argument is now, do you go for other injuries as well? And I think for the most part, I've got a feeling that most of the time, they are going, nah, look, it's a bit tight. We're not going to rest him. We've got finals coming up. Yeah. But if you go back a couple of weeks, remember um, Chris Scott put Dangerfield back on the field when he done yeah. his leg. Yeah. But I mean, and he kicked what? Five. Or five. five goals, six. Yeah. yeah. And just dominated. And won the game. Yeah. Literally won the game for him. Um, and then he did it this week with Selwood as well. I don't know. I mean, they're isolated cases. They're outliers, they? yeah. So I feel like that, yeah, I, even with the concussion rule, like I think that is a very big compromise because I feel like the evidence has come out with the studying to concussions and is it CT, whatever the fuck CCE? it is. CCE. CCE. Is that you need a good like eight, nine months of the concussion yeah. to actually properly recover. You but see, that's a season out. And for a hit knocked in the head, you can't reasonably accommodate that into your, your team no. strategy. So you're going to need a list of 70. Yeah, at least one or two weeks off, I think, minimum. You see the NFL pulled their cooperation now? Did they? Yeah, like they were giving data on you know players and concussions and G-forces and whatnot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's the research uh, results are coming out saying, this is fucked. And they go, well, we're not cooperating then. So yeah. they've chicken it. No money, no uh, data, no funding, no nothing. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah, and especially a lot of those injuries happen in uh, college. So yeah. a lot of them are just the repercussions uh, in the NFL, not the actual cause. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's um, what they've argued too. But anyway, um, on on this game, uh, Swan's just tuning up quite well. Um, I don't think the cats are off the rails yet, but I think that they've shown that they're a step behind. Yep. Um, yeah. Most of the leaders and like injuries is you know, lots of blame for that too. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, start of the season, we would not have tipped uh, Swans to be coming home with a wet sail like they have. We, we knew they'd have a decent season. Picked them, sure. Yeah, picked them top three, I think. I mean, after round six, I was like. Definitely willing to sink the boots in. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. round six, you were calling for Longmire to be sacked. Uh, but, well, um, it was about three or four years ago I was yeah. calling for him to be sacked. It <laughs> <laughs> hasn't let up, to be honest. But um, they're, they're going to be dangerous come finals. They're yeah, yeah. At just they're, the right time. They're, um, yeah, they're right up there. Um, I think it's, it's like GWS have got the worst um, injury list there is. And yeah. They can't seem to pull it all together. Um, so it's really the Swans and the Crows, and we get to see them in a couple of weeks. So Yep. Anyway, on to the next one. Uh, Giants and Melbourne. And Melbourne were really awful. All you can say about them was, geez, uh, are accurate. Yeah, they exactly. The first couple. Yep. Yeah, 10 goals, two. And so with that sort of uh, accurate kicking, you never feel like they're out of it. All they needed to do was get a bit more inside 50s and they should be able to convert. But yep. against GWS, that's very, very difficult to be able to do. Yeah, if. And also, Max Gorn getting cleaned up by a mummy oh, didn't yeah. help their cause at all. As a big advantage he is over the competition. Again, it was a bit funny, the reaction to that one, too. Because I thought, mummy's gone for a big bump. And oh, he's late. He's got him in the head. Yeah. Um. It's like it's not like he tried to kill him. He yeah. just he got him in the head. Yeah. He big manned him. Yeah. <laughs> he gooned him. <laughs> the interesting part of this one, stat wise for me, was that um, they both had uh, Melbourne had more inside fifties, fifty five to fifty three. Yeah, really. Yeah. But out out of those, the Giants had twenty nine shots on goal from yeah. those fifty three, and uh, well, Melbourne had, only had fourteen. They've had fourteen in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. 14 yep. scoring shots. So it wasn't the inside 50s. It was the efficiency inside yeah. 50, really. They had 25% <laughs> efi- efficiency inside their forward 50. And you have a look at the uh, GWS as well. It was like everybody was piling in um, because I think um, Patton was a late out. Yeah. So without Cameron, without Patton, yeah. and they've put on, you know, still caught, scored just under 100 I mean, points. Shit, they kicked a goal with one leg. Yeah, not, so. not bad for yeah. Leeds. It was good to see. Yeah, it's always good to see Leeds back out there. Young, young Boomer Kelly had a great match too. He's, uh, he's looking strong for next year. He might have got votes in this game, to be honest. Well, he fucking should. Like, you get nine tackles, you get uh, 27 disposal, kick a handy brace of goals. Not a bad day's work. Yep. 
There also, Kinlio kicked a nice goal as well. Didn't he? Yeah. Oh, what a ripper. A cracker. I think um, that might have made our intro too, pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> the intro that you haven't made yet. I haven't made it yet, but I've, I've downloaded <laughs> some clips. It's uh, one of the best things about it is the streamables on Reddit. I've realized that I can download those for the same uh, video to audio that yep. YouTube uses. Done. So now that's really opened up my ability to put decent clips on our intro. Because the uh, AFL YouTube channel sucks balls yeah, and they yeah. never update mm. anything on there. And if they do, they yeah. put like a, a background, background soundtrack to it, which ruins my ability to, be able to rip that shit off. No, that's thanks, Reddit. Way, way over. <laughs> I did see too um, when Maxi Gorn got the hit. You see him sort of be a bit wobble rough. a bit. Um, I wish they had to put the camera on uh, Pedersen, right? Because they would have known if if Gorn's out, Pedo, you're up, mate. Game. No, he's, he played, but he would have been uh, rucking against Mumford for the rest <laughs> of the match. He would have been less enthused. Like he wants a contract. Don't get me wrong, and he's done well for a third string ruckman. He doesn't want to ruck against Mumford. No, probably not. Um, but uh, anyway, he's, he's happy to. I think GDRS is just happy to get a win, to yeah. be honest. Um, he's the happiest bloke called Pedo I know. Uh, do you reckon that possibly the best player in Melbourne at the moment is Clayton Oliver? <laughs> yeah, Honestly, you can make the argument. Well, he's, I think he's got 32 posies and nine tackles, and he's a rookie. He's had a great year. He was, he's been great for the last four or five matches that I've watched. And especially when he had the sort of um, shutdown roles on opposing midfielders, I think he's done a very good job, too. He's no, a young lad. He's been running the, the midfield ever since, you know, Jones and um, Viney have both it's, been injured. Yeah, especially Vince um, he's, 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 he's had a great year. He's he probably on the outside of All-Australian. But yep. he's certainly, when they, I think they meet this week, actually, All-Australian selectors or something like that, to make the squad or, or get close to it. Yep. Um, he, he's in the discussion. He's in the squad, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and is he in the 22? He's, he's probably... Like they're having a hard discussion about it. It's going to be harder for him to get inside that 22 than most other people being a rookie and going up against big names. Well, I think he's I think picked he's up second just a, year. He's picked up just as Petrarca's dropped off as well. Yeah. Like, um, earlier in the season, Petrarca was dominating. He was looking brilliant. And he, he's got a massive future ahead of him too. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next one, uh, Essendon and Carlton. And I think, like we said, Carlton can do this to Essendon. They just ruin yep. their party yeah. at inopportune times. Geez, they came damn close. But they just can't play at a full match. No. <laughs> this is what kills them because even at three quarter time, you look at it and you're like, they've had the better run of play, but they're going to fuck it up at some point in the game. If they put three quarters together, yep. that's a good effort. Yeah. Uh, and and like you said, even still halfway through the final quarter, they were in with a shot. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, had a lot of the ball in their forward line when they just couldn't quite get over the line. And then uh, in the final couple of minutes, you know, big Levi misses a gettable shot. Yep. It's all over down yep. the other end. In, in fairness, Kyle Hooker had a fair crack at missing every shot he could too. Well, he got a final quarter goal eventually. Yeah, he got 2-5 <laughs> for the match. And also, like, I, I missed the Merritt incident. What happened there? It was a big swing. It, yeah. was, it was a tummy punch, but yeah. it was one that he, he wound up. It was going for the, the fastball. Yeah. Um, it, it's very hard to argue. Um, could be a Toby Green inspiration or something. I, I don't know what the... Fi- I've never seen him have that kind of aggression before either. It's very uncharacteristic yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, and he's having a fantastic year. Yeah. yeah. Especially doesn't look like he could beat many people on the field in a fight. So. No, he doesn't look <laughs> like it at all. Maybe he's got big brothers. Um, a lot of the highlight reel will show uh, Tipper Woody uh, with close, go close to goal of the year. To be fair, though, fairly ordinary game from him. I thought so, too. And he got... Um, he got beaten uh, a yep. number of occasions. There was one, was it um, Petreski Seaton? 
ran him down right in the middle of the ground. But mm, that's the advantage of being a forward. You have a good five minutes, you've had a great game. Yeah. As a backman, you have a bad five minutes and you've had a shit one. Well, he's played more forward this year than he has um, in previous years. Mm. But, you know, he's kicked three and he's gone in the highlight reel and, you know, the, the rundown tackle won't make it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he's the mercurial player now. He's getting more of the ball and that's what he needs to do. Um, he's a good story coming at Essendon and I think they milked that for all it's worth yeah. media included well I mean the other good story is Danaher's kicked three more and, you know right right in it when it comes to uh, the, the Coleman medal yep um, now that uh, poor Benny Brown's probably yeah. dropped out of the race but well well may you say but apparently yeah, we'll, we'll talk about North in a minute up. we'll talk about North it's alright we won't talk much about it I should have, should have mentioned it um, <laughs> you know, Danaher's got two on Kennedy and uh, four on Franklin um, at the minute so you'd have to say he's got a Good chance. Yep. He's in the box seat. He's certainly in the box seat. Um, anyway, let's go on to... Uh, is, is that all we want to say about uh, Essendon Carlton? I mean, let, let's be honest. Uh, Essendon could have given away another game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is probably three years too soon. I think in three years' time, this matchup is going to be spectacular. Yeah. Um, Carlton have got to rise up. But... Mind you, there's going to be about nine teams coming into very strong windows of opportunity around that same space. So... <laughs> It's going to be crazy. Oh, it's all the way. Around the 2020. Always all the way. Uh, Brisbane Lions uh, almost stole one from the Bulldogs in in probably one of the better games. I was barracking for them. Yeah, it was a great story if they got up um, and certainly turned it on um, on either side of halftime. Shit, yeah, I didn't watch this game and I just realised they got ahead in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah, they were winning. I had no idea. I like because I was at work at this point, so I was checking updates when I could on my phone without a chance. But it wasn't often because I was getting slammed. But um, yeah, I, I thought that uh, Brisbane would be it's be a percentage booster for Western Bulldogs to really try and get into the eight. But uh, Brisbane put up a good fight, I especially mean, because the Bulldogs have just started to tune up. Yeah, in the last yep. couple of weeks. Yep. But yeah, it feels like that uh, there's a fair battle between Brisbane and North Melbourne to try and get those draft picks now. <laughs> so it's going to keep it interesting at least for the rest of the season for those guys. Well, to a point. But, but I don't think North and Brisbane are really competing for number one. Brisbane are just looking for a Queenslander. And North will probably look for some idiot who has a vague recollection of what a footy looks like. Yeah. They'll just throw cash or anything at the moment, I think. Yeah. <coughs> You can say North are really though. I mean, number one might mean more for them if they're going to trade it. You know, yeah. if yeah. one of these restricted yep. free agents and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't think North can afford to spoon it. Yeah. So I think the biggest news out of this game is that um, Boyd's going to retire at the end of the season. He's yep. uh, yeah. told, told the boys. Although in in Brisbane's defence, they didn't get a lot of the ball and were still in this match. So you can make of that inaccuracy. Bulldogs are being a bit shit. Yeah. Inaccuracy kept it in as well. Yeah. But it, the Gabba's a, a bit of a shitty footy ground a lot of the, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Oh, it was funny reading uh, one of the threads on Reddit talking about how loose the Gabba used to be yep. with drunken yeah. idiots. I had no idea. I thought that was reserved for Adelaide Oval. <laughs> so that was the, the loosest place for people to watch any sport. I think uh, Darwin still holds the record. Yeah. Well, yeah. that doesn't surprise me because, I mean, people don't even realise the game going on most of the Sometimes, time. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even when they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of not realising you're playing a game of footy. Yes. Move on to the next match. Uh. All right. North and Collingwood, um, which has obviously been talked about a lot for the tackle. Um, Brody Grundy on Benny Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of hoopla that goes around, but I, I saw somebody on Twitter today, and oh, God, I've just forgotten who it was, um, put up the stat that we've had <laughs> something in the likes of 3,000 tackles this year. Yep. Four of them dangerous. Settle down, guys. Right. Like, yep. Yeah. You know, we're not, the tackle isn't dead. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the terrorism of football. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to talk about that, though, 
to me, and you know, we're non-expert commentators, so we can say what the fuck we want. Um, the way they interpret in the back to me contributes to this. Hundred percent, it does. Um, yep. Because it used to be you wrap someone up. If you fall forward, it's still a tackle. Yep. yep. Now, even though you're not pushing them, and sometimes they collapse their knees. Yep. That's uh, considered in the back, uh, which is stupid. So what players have done to alter is move to the side, which that, allows you to sling them forward. It creates yeah. that, that second movement. Yeah. yeah. It turns into almost a hip throw. Yep. Um, so my advice, uh, old mate uh, Big Mac, um, McLaughlin, let them, if they're not pushing someone, it's not a push in the back. Yeah. I, if I'm chest to back and we fall forward, that's just the way it happens. I've said it for years. Like Holding the ball should trump... Um, pushing the back. Yeah, yeah. It completely be, agree. If it's pushing the back, but it's also holding the ball, it's holding the ball. Yeah. I mean, we're coming dangerously close to a valid point here. Yeah. So I think uh, we uh, might. We've well, said I feel like we're back, backed up by. Remember, we had Malcolm Banks, Malcolm Banks. Yep. On, yep. The, on the podcast. Who, for those who don't know, he's actually a tackling coach for Western Bulldogs. He does quarter cannons. He's done a lot of the women leagues. Yeah. Uh, black belt in um, judo. judo he, uh, still space in wrestling. It was Australia, Australian Olympic team for judo. Yeah. So knows yeah. his stuff. Trains the, I think his missus fought Ronda Rousey in judo, didn't she? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah, he actually said that in regards to your personal safety, that in the back rule where you tackle someone forward is actually better for you than sling them to the back. Certainly for the knees, yeah. yeah. Especially your, your middle of your back is actually quite forgiving in well, regards as to long as you're, the ground. As long as you're wrapped around them. If you've yeah. got your elbows in their back, that's a bit different. And so if he's the one that's actually teaching people how to tackle, I feel like you should listen to this guy. Yeah. Like he should have some sort of say in, in sort of what the interpretation of this rule is if we're going to go from a safety aspect. Now, yeah. on this particular incident, uh, my immediate reaction was, well, yeah, he slammed his head into the ground he's got to go for a couple of weeks it wasn't malicious yeah. but it's that's the rule yeah. sometimes yeah. Uh, accidents happen and you get to p- pay the consequences unfortunately yep. didn't do all that much wrong but he did do something wrong yeah, yep. yeah. that's the way it goes it was the to me it was the lowering of the body weight and then raising yeah so you're lifting off his feet which look again if you've had 3,000 tackles there's probably been maybe a couple of hundred like that and this is the first one where a bloke has been stretched off yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, All the others have, have walked off. Be it yeah. groggy. Yeah. 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 Um, and not taken part. And it sounds like he's still going to play next week anyway. Well, he's planning yeah. on it. But to be fair, they might just be saying that because it's in Tasmania. And <laughs> they, they, they need the crowd. a reason <laughs> people to turn up. It's very hard to get a big crowd in Tassie <laughs> yeah. for 13th versus 17th. Yeah. Yeah. Especially well, when the only local bloke isn't going to be playing. Yeah, and 500 members of family aren't rocking up. <laughs> oh, exactly. Actually, two, the two locals, there's a Tasmania on each side and yeah. the other one's Grant Birchall who's just gone in for surgery on his yep. knee. Too. Oh, shit. Actually, I found out, speaking of his uh, relations, his um, uncle was uh, Premiership Ruckman for Collingwood. I've forgotten his bloody name now. Benny Brown? Well, Monkhurst is the only Premiership <laughs> Ruckman for Collingwood I can think of. Sounds like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So we must be talking back in the 50s then. Uh, a fair while back. I can't... Ah, oh, fuck. I'm going to find out his name later. Um, Someone will tell us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the, to me, the quote of the match was uh, Robbie Tarrant got, uh, gave away a free kick. <laughs> For holding a bloke 50 metres off the ball when they were running past him or some shit yeah. and he's like oh come on mate are we playing footy or what <laughs> and I think probably about uh, 36 odd players around there could not answer him with yeah. a straight face yeah. it, it was one of the worst games I've ever seen yeah. um, and I've got to give it like usually we give it in uh, give it to the uh, commentators they're doing their best to try and make this and at the time they go well yeah. uh, it's not the prettiest game Richard was talking about his cat why not uh, yep. I, I turned off before halftime. Yeah. Um, I ended up playing video games. See, I feel like we should have the opportunity to commentate our own game in that situation. Like, honestly, if you're one of the professional commentators, that's beneath you. So they should be able to just go, all right, we'll call clicking balls. 
they can come on and do the rest of the commentary because with honestly, Basil, yeah. I want to do it with Basil. <laughs> Shut no, the I'll, fuck up, Basil. Yeah. I want to do it with American BT. I want, uh, I want him involved. I think we can start Pirate Radio back up. Yeah. We we'll just get a little ham radio, however shit it works, and uh, just do Melbourne-based commentry for games. Eighty-meter field of uh, yeah. signal. Yeah, we'll just we'll just go into the car park. It's ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Megaphones. We'll charge like ten cents subscription. You can make a profit out of this. Uh, Trelaw had a good game, apparently. Like I said, I didn't watch the second half. I wasn't gonna. Yeah, Trelaw, he was decent. Um, I think uh, the person who had the best best role of the day was Pendlebury because he was uh, up in the coach's box. Uh, you, you say at least the others got to run around, you know, make sandcastles or something. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, what, what a shocking to game. be honest. The umpires even lost interest and they stopped yeah. calling anything. I went, oh fuck this shit. That's just not like no time stoppage. Let's just get this over. The quickest we get it done, <laughs> yep. the, so- the sooner the better. Uh, anyway, um, on to the other. Which is done well. This game um, lived up to the hype. Could have been game of the round. Like well, not not for uh, skill, but just for being at close. So it lived up to the hype because there wasn't any. Correct. Um, I thought it was going to be the worst game of all time. Turns out it was the second worst game of the night. Yep. Um, Frio got over the line against the Suns. Um, in a no, very... I thought we were going uh, St Kilda and West Coast. No, yeah. no, that's that's that was all right. One. That's next. Um, yeah, Frio over the Suns. Uh, Cam McCarthy kicked some goals. Um, Ablett got some touches. That's about it, really. Fife is um, getting wound up again. Yeah. Back into it. Ede got a kick in the ass. <laughs> got a kick in the ass. Out the door. Which, to be honest, has been my highlight of the week now. Because um, yeah. we, we used to record on Mondays. Um, but yeah. We're recording Tuesday this week. Um, it, it's hard to revel in somebody, you know, Lee has lost his job, but yeah. you know, he's been there before. Yeah. But it does mean that Solly gets to sit in the big chair for a couple of weeks. And I mean, it couldn't be a hard choice, really, because, I mean, he's the only person in the entire Gold Coast, like, Umbrella that actually wants to live in the Gold Coast. <laughs> like, literally, well, he doesn't want to move anywhere. That's the thing. He's happy in the Gold Coast. They even said, I was watching uh, AFL 360 before we came down here, yeah. and they said Rocket Ede's going to move back from the Gold Coast. I'm like, you'd have to move there yeah, first. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's only out there a couple yeah. of days a week. Whereas the whole reason Solly went there is because he loves to surf. Like, yeah. He's had offers from other coaches and clubs and he's been quite sought after for defensive coaching allegedly not allegedly allegedly not allegedly poor Adelaide allegedly um, <laughs> GWS but allegedly. his best mate there got kids now and a, a missus set up for life and yeah. so he's happy to stay at the Gold Coast so that's the type of person that you'd least want to set the standard uh, it's popular with the kids yeah. um, we may as well talk about it then who does coach them next year because my feel like I'd love Solly to be able to get the yeah. full time gig, yeah. but my feeling is they'll want somebody with more experience and especially more experience outside of yeah. Gold Coast. Unless he pulls some revolutionary shit in these last three games, Which then can I mean, happen. Yeah. it can happen. And a bit of belief would also help from the from the players. Well, the the hot mail that uh, I'm making up right now is that they they've been chasing Barker, but he's he's not going anywhere. Uh, he'd rather stay at Carlton because he knows they're going to come good sooner than Gold Coast. <laughs> you reckon? Right, I've got I've got Ken Hinckley. Because uh, he was uh, runner-up to Chris Fagan at Brisbane last year, apparently. So I, I reckon if he went for Brisbane last year, he's, he's right up this one. He wants the big chair desperately. I think there's better seats available that he can put his hand up for. Uh, yeah, you're right. M- maybe. It might be in a couple of weeks. Because you're talking pecking order, Dew's probably number one. Um, last year, he, he refused to nominate for a few jobs because yep. they were shit. Um, but this year, I, I think if Buckley goes, he's probably number one to replace him. Yeah, I think it's a it's the it's a prime role, uh, Collingwood, because I think um, their list isn't terrible. Their list no, is good. I'm not saying it's a it's a great hey, list, but it's not terrible. How do coaches' salaries come in for salary cap? 
Uh, not anymore. Not anymore? Care. Doesn't matter. So do you reckon they just float the idea to Gaza? Play a coach. <laughs> Play a coach. Put Bring him it under, back. Put him under the coach salary cap. They free up a fuck ton of room for their playing squad. Keep Gaza. Thing Seems is, like a win-win. The thing is, Gaza's been on you know $4 million a year you know, and under the table up yep. at Gold Coast uh, for years. I don't think he's struggling for a quid. No, he's, yeah, I, true, I don't think money's going to be the motivating factor for him. Right. But for Gold Coast, um, you're right. Um, Barker's been the one that everyone... I think he's the best tip with the bookies as well yeah mm. um Jew's the other name assistant who gets thrown up all there or do you just go time. fuck it and try and poach like can you throw five million dollars at Clarkson well he, see Clarkson's just signed on to and I, I again I don't think you can c- convince Clarkson to leave yeah he so, gets everything he wants at Hawthorne yeah, yeah but and Hawthorne's he's, he's got more money it. yeah he's done it like what what is Clarkson's future at Hawthorne it's not going to yeah. top what he's already done yeah. better than a, whole, kind of yeah. coast. a fifth premiership yeah. that's what he wants he wants a fifth one yeah, he's already had three in a row. Like, yeah. he gets the fifth one, that's cool, but he's still on the downward slide. <laughs> I to, I, yeah, I don't think you understand him. Like, he wants five. He's got yeah. four. He's not looking at, you know, I, I want three in a row, four in a row. He goes, no, I want one more. I want another one. At the moment, he's even with, you know, Lee Matthews. He's even yeah. with um, Sheedy. He's like, no, I want five. Fuck yous. No one wants to be even. And I mean, I've never heard someone go, oh, I've won enough premierships now. Yeah. I'm done. Actually, I read an interview with uh, Ruffy on the weekend um, yeah. saying he wants the fifth flag as well. Because Hodges retired, he's got four. <laughs> Sammy's retired, he's got four. Um, Louis left, he's got four. He's yeah, like, I need one more. And yeah. I guarantee, as soon as I do, the first people I what call. About, what about Burgoyne? How many has he got? Because he was four. in the Port Squad as well, wasn't four. he? Yeah, he's got four. So oh, he joined after the Hawks won the first yeah. two. Uh, the two thousand and eight. Right, he wasn't there for two thousand and eight. Right. Um, but honestly, I thought the best fit for Gold Coast was way, way back to the original question. Brett Ratton. Yeah, is mm-hmm. the best yep. fit for them because he's got experience. Like, the fact that he got sacked from Carlton ridiculous. Was, was yeah. Worst decision in a long, long time. Yeah, um, and it was only because they had they thought they had the list to win a premiership and Malthouse was available. Yeah, and angry. Yeah, and he could bring Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> so that obviously went tits up. I, I think yeah. Brett Ratton, they like him or Mark Williams would be the great picks. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah. either Mark Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely one over the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go on to the Sunday. And there was actually decent football on the Sunday. Um, the Saints uh, coming from behind uh, to get up over the West Coast. West Coast have faded in the final quarter yet again. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, I think this puts Simpson under pressure. It does. Well, people were saying that last week. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, week before uh, last time when they collapsed yeah um, it's it's going to happen and they made oh, dumb decisions in the last quarter dumb decisions that really cost them the game I mean Saints were ruthless they were putting everything forward and just trying to 
trying to kick the winning score, if it makes sense. They weren't yeah. afraid to lose some in defence. And I think Robertson was a standout for them across yeah, the half-back line. Like, he did fantastic. And I'm not a big fan of Robertson, full stop, but he's had a fairly like above-average season for him. Tell you what's interesting for me. Have you seen the Saints injury list? No. Yeah, it's not Nothing. bad. Really? Nothing. Not a single player. Damn. Not bad. So if you're going to finals, which they very well, well might. Well, they'll struggle. We'll get into that, yeah. Bit of a, it could happen. If, but if you inch in with a blank injury list, you'll go pretty well. Yeah, like I mean, you'll, you'll always be dangerous because your best 22 is fit and ready to go. Yeah. Whereas no other team can say that. They're still the worst own enemy, though. Uh, I feel like yeah, they, they bring a lot of their good work undone just from bad decision-making, especially in the forward line. But Bruce's mark in the fourth, yeah. where he should have sealed it, was like phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. But after that, West Coast should have won that game. They should have yeah. been able to get that forward mm-hmm. and win. But just dumb decisions, kicking to opposition, and just no plan. Like, doesn't look like they had a plan. They looked lost in the field. Yeah, and... Which is stupid, really, for them because yep. one, they've got great midfielders, yep. and they've got the best full forward in the competition. Yeah, they've got height. Like, you think you've got five hundred goals that game too? Yeah, he was. Yeah, earlier in the day. Yeah, um, it's just they are mind-boggling. One of the dumbest teams going around. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, maybe if you do a comparison of IQ versus actual talent, yeah, <laughs> they have the worst ratio there is. <laughs> I want to see that correlation actually. Their, their talent is through the roof, but they're just not. Not making the right, you're right, yep. making dumb, dumb decisions, especially in the fourth quarter. Yep. Do you feel like the tanking? <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting to be tanking from ninth. But well, who, I who mean, you know, there are some people who, yeah, real go getters. Who's uh, leading the bet for the Richmond Cup? I, I think Richmond always are, aren't they? It's so no, tight. No. I think Richmond's impossible for Richmond to finish ninth. I think now. Richmond have just been made flag favourites, <laughs> which means they'll lose this week, but yeah. Um, but anyway, that it's going to make it. It puts Saints back in the hunt, and yep. it really puts West Coast in trouble. Yeah, I, I think Saints are going to make finals and look pretty dangerous doing it, based they, solely upon their injury list and ability to win despite themselves. I think they just re-signed Paddy McCartan as well, didn't they? I think uh, so. Yeah, or, or they said he's not going to play for the rest of the year. Some, uh, I can't remember which one <laughs> was. I read some Paddy McCartan news. Some thought he said it was re-signed. I did see uh, Sportsbet were cheeky today, putting out the article that Dusty Martin's yeah. re-signed. Oh, yeah. From 2013. From 2013. Oh, right. <laughs> Reposted. They still that have read it too? Yeah. So they still that off read it nah, too? They? They're usually pretty good. They they do their own. Um, all right. We'll go on to the game we attended, uh, Richmond and Hawthorne. Um, it played out like I thought it would, to be honest. Richmond had too much pressure. Yeah. Um, especially when the ball hit the turf and they were trying to handball around the packs. Yeah. Um, Richmond were clean and Hawthorne weren't. And so that was, was the difference to me. Especially in like uh, Hawthorne's or Richmond's forward 50, they made Hawthorne look like Richmond with just, <laughs> just short, short hand passes, kicking to the man on the mark, yeah. just kicking well, to opposition. It was, it was about six or seven times on the day. Yeah, it was, it was kicking to the man watch. on the mark. Mm. And experienced players doing it too. And you know they're in trouble when you've got Gunston trying to get the kick from fullback. Yeah, like, yeah. that's when you're in trouble. This year, that's what he's played, though. Yeah. I mean, he was even in Team of the Week the other week as a um, centre-half back. Was he really? Jesus. Funny part wow. for me was Schoenmaker was one of the most dangerous forwards. He looked yeah. good. He's yeah. got a great set of hands. He, he kicked 2-1, but I'm pretty sure two were out in the full. Yeah. No, I don't think Schoenmaker's... Well, there were certainly a few misses. Yeah. It, it could have been. I, I don't remember it if it was. But, but um, Kicking for goal was a weird one for this one because we had uh, Schoenmaker, Soldo. Schoenmaker's, his run-up. It's like a three-legged yeah. dog. Yeah, because yeah, he stops at halfway yeah. and yeah. then finishes it Odd off. pause. And while you talk about run-ups, um, Cochin missed a simple one dead in front Which he off sh- a two-step run-up. Yeah. 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 But, bang, bang, and, yet, and yet Soldo, who I have never seen kick the ball, <laughs> marked uh, just on the edge of the goal square yeah. and seemed to think, how the fuck do I do this? Yeah. yeah. 
you, sort of just threw his foot at it. You could look at him. You could read his mind. Head yeah. over the ball. Head over the ball. Yeah. Head over the ball. <laughs> his head nearly hit the fucking ball. Yeah. Well, it did because he just sort of he had it held flat, and then just sort of threw his foot up in the air while his body was over it, and it kind of went up and went about twenty meters forward. Yeah. I mean, he did steal a goal off someone taking that mark as well. So there's always <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure on making sure yep. they did kick it. Yep. But um, Josh was- Caddy as well kicked three goals, four I think. Three of them in the goal square, I believe. Uh, he kicked three goals in the goal square and one uh, one metre outside the goal square. Yeah. So it uh, looked like he had a good game and everyone wrap, wrap, gave a wrap-up like this was his best game ever. I thought he was pretty shit, to be honest. I he also like, had the, uh, the get-out-of-goal-free uh, play as well, I believe. Where he had the, the tricky little Joe the Goose handball or whatever and then decided to take a, you know, two of the Richmond players in the goal square and then... He just stopped and then got tackled. Oh. No, no, that, that was, was Miles. Miles. Miles, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was when Connor Glass ran him down. stupid. That was a lot of stupid in that no, yeah. um, Like I said, I was sitting next to Richie, who's a massive Richmond supporter, and he had the exact same opinion. Yeah. He's like, well, I've lived to see Caddy play a good game. Wasn't that good, no. but it was a good game. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought Prestio again was fantastic. He was, I feel yeah. like he's grown and grown, and holy shit, I'm glad we got him and didn't get O'Meara. I think he's been yeah. definitely the positive out of out of that uh, Gold Coast. Team what makes you say up. that? The fact that one's he, fucking <laughs> played. <laughs> played. Yeah. There's always bigger raps in a mirror, though. Um, yeah, well, so. I, you got rid of Delidio, and he's only managed to notch up one, <laughs> one game. game. Yeah, I tell you, Vickery, and he's only managed to notch a couple. I tell you what, if uh, Hawthorne go ahead and recruit Casbol, like the rumor <laughs> is, and he actually uh, plays a game, they'll be they'll be one from three. Actually, <laughs> that's not the rumor. The rumor is that Richmond are going deep for Casbol. Oh God, really? you just got rid of Vickery. Jesus Christ. You've, if you pick him up, you fucking deserve oh, it. Dude, if we pick him up, I'm going to for Zach Dawson. The, the thing is that Casbolt is not enjoying his time at uh, Carlton. Yeah. Of course he's fucking No not. one really is, let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, I'll take Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, Carlton do have a, a history of developing forwards to a point. For, for other teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Richmond got a history of uh, recruiting shit players too. They don't well, play games. That's, that's what I was going to. Richmond are sitting in the top four as, as we speak. Yeah. And you can trace it back to their off-season. Got rid of um, Delidio, who great player, yeah. but injury prone. Yep. Mm. Has played one game this year. Got rid of Vickery, who is average, Vickery. an average yep. VFL player. Um, you picked up Prestia. Yeah, is massive profit there. Doing what uh, what you could ask of him. Yeah. So that's just uh, really three wins. Yeah. This Caddy's second season or first? Second, second, second. Yeah. But we got Caddy when we for the trade. We didn't think we we're going to make for him. Yeah. We managed to get him for Bluff him a lot out. cheaper than we thought we were going to get. So. He was almost a freebie, but I mean, we still didn't have um, fucking, what's his name from Carlton, who came across and then never played. Um, yeah, Yaron. Yaron, yeah. Mm. Uh, he'll, he'll go to jail, come back from Collingwood and be, yeah. you know, probably All-Australian. I'll tell you what, by the sounds of some of the supporters near me, they were hoping that Hartung would uh, end up throwing on a Richmond Guernsey and fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The poor lad. I mean, uh, him and Langford are both the same. If footy, if kicking wasn't part of footy, they'd be in Brownlow contention. Yep. Mm. Both yeah, both. Unfortunately, kicking's eh, so important. Hartung's got a, a, a belly full of speed, but uh, just doesn't seem to know where to run or <laughs> yeah. how to run with the ball. So, so that didn't that in, that in no, come with Collingwood. He's <laughs> got um, Bashahuli disease in that I'm running. Yep. And when I kick, I'll kick when I'm ready. Yeah. Matter. But it seems like he needs to take seven steps before his brain realises he's running. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. And he's like, right, go. Uh, hang on, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, yeah, it's footy. Uh, kick. Uh, oh, fuck, I'm tackled. I don't yeah. know what's going but on. Give him his due. I saw him lay uh, two tackles, two effective tackles um, during this game. And that's more than I've seen him lay in the rest of his career yeah. combined. But to be fair, I feel like the way Richard run this game was just their inside work and making smart decisions around the ball yep. in a tight spaces. That's all. And uh, open up their running game, which yep. I mean, they've been able to do it for one quarter for most of the season, but not be able to do it for a whole game. And I think they did it for three quarters of this game, which got them in the line. To me, it just seemed like work rate. 
They just yeah, were willing to yeah. work harder and spread. Yep. Um, and they were cleaner with the ball, yeah. like, like Brenton said. Yeah. Yeah, Hawthorne, Hawthorne didn't seem to want to run, but when they did, they ran very close together rather than yeah. spreading, which is what they'd normally do. Yep. Burgoyne's normally brilliant at it. Mm. Uh, he'd had some good plays, but uh, he was still good. Yeah, so, yeah. I was watching Burgoyne, and every time he got the ball, he just felt comfortable. Yeah, and it seemed like, like uh, everyone in Richmond had a don't argue up the sleeve and yeah. Hawthorne <laughs> didn't argue. Yeah. And Hawthorne just said, okay. Yeah. Um, and Sustained. There, there okay, was, baby. I, I don't know how it played on the TV, but there was a streaker during this no, game. I didn't see it. One of the worst streakers ever. He, like, just all he did was take his shirt off. Really? And he only got about 30 metres into uh, the, the forward line. And before he got absolutely ra- ravaged by <laughs> no, security. He was, he was trying to take his pants off as soon as he jumped the fence. But then he had to start running because security was right on him. He didn't see the security guy bent down. Not a smart lad. So as he's running, no. he's trying to pull the pants down, which, you know, it's kind of hard to pull your pants down while you're running. So when he got tackled and he's getting frog marched off or frog yeah. carried off, he tried to drop the dax. And he's, he's, he's a fairly yeah. big bloke too. It's like, lad, this this ain't going to end well for you. Plus, it's pretty cold. Like, yeah. even if you do drop the dax, you've got enough beer belly there that people may not see anything. In which case, that ten grand fine you're getting, that's not the worst problem you can have. Well, I... Um, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but we couldn't see when he took his shirt off. We couldn't see if it was a Hawthorne or a Richmond shirt, but I know that everyone was claiming it was the other one. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm betting Richmond because uh, we're up and about. He was running for the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, and apparently there was a streaker in Adelaide as well, but I didn't see it. But I, uh, as we were on the train, I started watching this game, uh, Adelaide and Port, which we've moved on to now. Yep. Um, and everyone would stop, and that, obviously that was that was the streaker. Um, one goal nine versus one goal one in the first quarter, and I was praying. I thought, I hope this game ends at five goals twenty <laughs> to two goals three. That's what I was going for. You say you're watching on the train. Adelaide was like that train. They, just, oh. they weren't stopping. I wouldn't have noticed they ran over no. anything. Um, and from what I did see of this game, it did look like that. It wasn't that Port were terrible. I mean, Port weren't good. Yeah. But Adelaide just, they had the answers yep. for everything. Well, Betts, Jenkins, and Walker between them, Kicked what's that? Um, Eleven goals, eight. You yep. get that result from three players, you're, you're yeah. probably going to win. Another goal of year contender from Eddie Betts too. Uh, think, also, the I tap could, the tap from Jenkins was fantastic. Yeah. I got to be honest, I thought it was yeah, is it okay? Uh, it's it okay? It's an okay Eddie Betts if, goal. If I saw someone else do it, I'd be like, wow, that's awesome. But when it's yeah, Eddie Betts, you're like, it's all, yeah, you did better last week. I saw Bruce before. do it two weeks ago. And then did yeah, it on the that, right, and then yeah, did it on the left. That, that I feel wasn't like, as good. I feel like he was a lot further out, which is hard to judge, especially in the wet, where the ball's going to skid and not yeah. actually turn with that bounce. To me, that's the difference, the wet. Like, uh, to be able to do that when the ball's slippery, you know, and hit, yeah. strike it just right, it's it's pretty amazing. It, it's not as spectacular as some of his other ones. Yeah. Uh, well, some of his other couple of dozen he's done this year. See, sometimes when it's wet, though, it means you know exactly how the ball's going to bounce. It's going to skid straight on. Yeah, true. So, um, yeah, you still got to strike the ball. Like I said, it's, to me... It was, it was a good goal. No doubt about it. But um, they were carrying on like, oh, contender for goal of the year. I'm like, not a goal of the week, is it? Well, I feel like if you took out all his other goals, then that would be a contender. But I feel like he's just playing against himself uh, in this one. Yeah, I feel like if mm. there was... Like an, playing ping pong against the wall. If it was any other player that kicked it, it would have been like, yeah, great goal. I think that would have been it. I thought that would have been like, all right, well, this was something we can put up against Eddie now. Yeah, could be. Yeah. But I thought Tipper's goal was a uh, goal of the week. Easy. Um, at one stage in this game, Adelaide um, had a six-goal lead despite only kicking five goals. Oh, that's that's <laughs> Jesus, fantastic. That's a fair that's effort, isn't it? Um, but, you know, five goals, 15 at, at halftime. Yep. Um, to score 130 points in the wet just says how dominant it's it crazy. was. It's yep. um, crazy, for, for Port, I mean, Ro- Robbie Gray, uh, more time in the middle again. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which I mean, is, is about the time they brought come to the census. They've been forced to because Wingard's out, but it just it makes too much sense because he's too good. Yeah, yep. 
It, uh, it seemed like they had Pepperpot running with Sloan for a bit. Uh, did they? It seemed like it seemed like it to me. I mean, everyone was kind of running in a bit of a pack. Yeah. But uh, Pepper had a, a pretty ordinary game. Yeah, she had, he had a shocker. He's only, only a young lad, but obviously he wasn't alone either. No, if he was running with Sloan, that was a lesson he won't forget. Well, he's had two kicks for the day. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. Sloan's had thirty. And yeah. I love that touches. from uh, Hugh Greenwood, who gets thirteen tackles in a team that's up by ten goals plus. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a guy who's still out there, like going for broke. Well, he's his first yeah, season too, yeah. so he wants to make sure. Yeah. Um, you talked about the Saints uh, injury list. I had a look at uh, Port Adelaide's injury list. Yeah, They've got two on there, and that's Broadbent and Wingard. Wow. Um, so you've got an injury list of two, and you've lost by 84 points. Um, There's no excuses. Not really. looking at, good. At home, technically? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically. See, Hinkley's got to start to get under pressure too, surely. Well, I think they're playing finals this year, um, yeah. which, you know, we'll move into that uh, very shortly. But if they don't, if they shit the bed from here and don't make finals, I, I can't see how you keep him. Well, I can't yeah. see how yeah. you can when he's going to end up not being allowed in Adelaide at all. Across South, yeah. If they yep. cross the South Australian border, he ain't coming back. That could very much happen. Yeah, stay on the city side of the Torrens, he'll be right. Um, all right, well, quickly, we'll go through round 21 and then we'll do the run home. Because uh, yep. this is part of the run home, I guess. Uh, Friday night, Bulldogs and the Giants. Remember they were trying to make this into a rivalry? Yeah. I think they, they need to give it another little kick up just yep. to get uh, the crowd there. Yep. Uh, Etihad Stadium Friday night. Bulldogs coming good at the right time? Um, so. Yeah, it looks like it, but I uh, mean, I don't know if they still got their discipline issues under control off the field. Yep. So I feel like GWS is a chance to snag one, which they need if they're going to yep. hammer down that top, top four top four position. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. After this, Bulldogs have got Port and right. Hawthorne. We'll, we'll get to that. I think we're doing the run home. No, no, we'll do it afterwards. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, look, I, I think GWS are at the start of the season. They're the team to beat. Yep. And I think they still are. I just I can't see. Um, I don't think the Bulldogs are going to have it. Even though GWS are travelling, I still think the Bulldogs are going to struggle. The Swans are hosting the Dockers uh, on Saturday. Um, Look, this is Buddy's chance to really stamp his um, Coleman. Who the fuck's going to stand him? Nobody. Zach Dawson. (laughs) They might bring Zach back (laughs) for a farewell game. He he might not know it's a farewell game, but... (laughs) I mean, um, short of attaching Hayden Ballantyne to him and just, you know, sewing him into uh, Buddy's Guernsey, I can't see what the fuck they can do. No. Uh, um, it's going to be a big margin. Hmm. Um, ben, anything to add? Yeah, the big only, margin? The no. only thing that's going to exactly. stop Buddy leading the Coleman into this round is if all the midfielders start kicking goals over his head. <laughs> is there like a, a seven-goal breeze going across the ground or some shit? Um, Geelong are hosting Richmond down at Skills Stadium. Um, I'm going could, to this one. You could not have picked a better week to play yep. um, the Cats. Absolutely. Selwood's out, Duncan's out, Hawkins out. Yep. Which means that Cats will win. I reckon we can run them off their feet. I reckon Richmond are going to an absolute pasting. I think it's going to get brutal. Um, and I think I'm going to be stuck down at Simmons Stadium for hours because <laughs> the bandwagon is going to be too full for me to get home. Do you, do you want a, a Richmond scarf to take with you? <laughs> here's here's I, my prediction. Actually, I might. I'm going there with uh, yeah. I went, uh, a, a couple, couple of mates uh, who were uh, mad supporters. long supporters. Um, they were so mad that they uh, decided they wanted to get tickets yesterday <laughs> uh, and were willing to pay 280 bucks per ticket. I said, settle the fuck down, lads. I'm not paying that. And they managed to find much cheaper ones. Um, Provided they didn't get it from the same website, you got Book of Mormon tickets. Well, it wasn't me. It was a girlfriend. But anyway, I'm sure she's not a free fan. Your Uh, prediction? I reckon we'll be up by seven goals at three-quarter time and still have a very good chance of losing it. Right. Yep, that that sounds... That's always the way. Sounds likely. The Q Clash, um, Brisbane and the Gold Coast Suns in Solly's first game in the big chair. 
It's going to be a big, massive victory to the Gold Coast, isn't it? Sack a, sack sack a coach, coach, win a game. Yep. That's the way it works. The Lions, they probably would like a bit of a run, but uh, they're not going to bust their boiler. Uh, Tommy Lynch is out too. His, his season's over, so it leaves a bit of a hole for the Suns up forward. Um, I, I think Brisbane might sneak over, but you know who really cares? No, I think Gold Coast is going to fair pasting. Essendon will host Adelaide at Etihad Stadium on Saturday night. This I, is, could I, be an all right game. I love the idea of this game. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Um, I want to see Jakey Lever on Danaher. Yep. Uh, and I want to see who the fuck goes to Eddie Betts. Yeah, okay. That's definitely not going to happen. Um, I think Talia is definitely going to stand on Danaher. Um, but I'd love to see them line up um, Tip and Woody on Betts, just for one. Just to let him know. Somebody with muscle. Yeah. Um, then they're going to move him off. And I guess uh, Tipper can run with him. Um, Eddie doesn't have a big tank. He doesn't no, cover no. a lot of ground. No, but he's got that uh, first step. Yeah, and I think Tipper Woody does too. Yeah, I think I mean. it's a great, a great matchup. But they won't go with it for long because then they'll have um, oh god, the other these um, are other bloody backmen have gone gone blank. Doesn't who? matter. Who Hibbard? Hibbard? No, not Hibbard. Oh shit, that's gone. Um, god, I can see him. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Steve. Yeah, Dave. Top knot. Yeah, Jeff. That's his fucking name. Um, yeah, Hurley's down there. He'll man up on uh, Tex Walker. I think Essendon have got um, a good enough list that they can match it with Adelaide. For half yeah. a game, yeah. yeah. I think Adelaide but, will blow them out in the second half. No merit. And uh, Aurasio Fantasia's finished for the year as well. Yep. Which ruins it, BT. That makes it very difficult. Mm. Yeah, I think Adelaide will go across the line. Um, I think Essendon, if they can put in a good... Bagley. Mark Bagley was a fucking name I was trying to think of. Sorry, Ben. A good two or three quarters. I think Essendon probably got against Adelaide, and I think that's better than most teams have done against Adelaide this season, but I yeah. don't see them going across the line. Ordinarily, in a, a match as wet as Adelaide played last week, I'd be against them, but they just finished yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't get a third gear, so I, I think they've got the the pace in hand to well account for Essendon. Yeah. Eagles and Carlton over in the West. Tough one. Well, Eagles need percentage as well. Yeah, yep. but they've been a bit shit. Yep. Uh, Carlton have been less shit than we thought they would be. But they're still 17th. They're still, still travelling over to, to Domain Stadium. Um, I think if Carlton wins, um, Simpson won't see out the week. Yeah, that's a fair call. I still think West Coast, West Coast, West Coast will get across the line I just so. because yeah. they're at home. And they'll, uh, they'll need to win big. Yeah. And Kennedy will kick eight. Yeah. I think even if they lose, they have to keep Simpson if they just in case they play finals. You can't go in there with a, a random. Um, but oh, geez, it'll, it'll make him hard to get a contract extension. Yeah, is he out of contract end of the year? I don't know. Well, don't know. even if he's not, he's a coach. Yeah, contracts don't matter. Shit. And, and West Coast got money; they can afford it. It's true. Um, um, yeah, Mel- I'm on Carlton for this one. I think they might have it. Melbourne and the Saints at the MCG on Sunday. Great game. Yeah, game around. Um, yeah. I, I think Saints are coming good. Um, and, and might uh, put a stop to Melbourne here. See, I'm the same. I wish Melbourne, um, I wish they had the uh, reserve list to run with this. Yep. But yep. too many injuries, too many blokes who look like they're carrying injuries. Uh, if Gorn isn't 100% right, they could get uh, they could get a pretty bad result. Yep. So I think Saints by a bit, but if they get one more on-field injury, it could be Saints by a lot. Yeah, see, I feel like Melbourne, if they can get first use of the ball in the middle, which if Gorn's playing, they've got their you know, stronger midfield. They win the ruck. Yeah, yeah. Then they can they can actually get ahead of the Saints, which push them under pressure, which means that they make dumb decisions when they're trailing and trying yeah. to come back. Um, so I feel like that's where the key for Melbourne to, uh, to win is. But I think St Kilda have got a lot of confidence, got a, got a wind in the sails at the moment. Yep. So I think they'll actually get across the line. 
Uh, Hawthorne and North down in Tassie. It's going to be a tough game to watch, I think. Well, both teams are playing their VFL sides, essentially. Well, I think both no, teams have 22 no, injuries. No. In that case, Hawks. <laughs> no, we're not. Because our VFL side's top of the ladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're dropping people players back just to make sure they qualify. <laughs> this is one uh, of the ones, if, if Ben Brown plays, I'll probably watch because how many goals he kicks matters. Yeah, but um, besides that, there's not much Besides that, it's just going to be a bunch of kids. And some of them probably do all right, but yeah. half of our kids with promise are out. Uh, I think the only one coming back in is Kane Turner. Yeah, we've got a young kid coming back in by the name of Luke Hodge. <laughs> it's his last chance to get reported for playing against North. Well, I know that was Jordan Lewis, but hey, it yeah. goes with it. Details. Um, Port Adelaide and Collingwood Adelaide Oval. Well, Port have got to do something, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Could this be Buckley's last uh, hurrah? Nah. Like, I, they, they're going to stick with him down the season. And they, at least, yeah. They might even be silly enough to put him on next season. Yep, I think it's going to pretty much, it's all going to, Hinge around Stewie Jew and what he wants to do next season. Yeah, it could be. All right. Like we said, we'll do a quick run through of uh, what's going to happen for the rest of the year. Um, now, I, I think the, the teams in the top four, um, as we stand, so um, that's Adelaide and Richmond, uh, Geelong and uh, GWS. Yep. They're pretty much mathematically set. So yeah, it depends on how they finish. The, the, yeah, the, the order will change, but they can't drop out. I reckon we can run through it anyway, just because who they play matters percentage-wise. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll do that with the other teams. That's though. our plan, right? Yeah. Um, so, having a look at though from the fourth down to eleventh, because I'm I'm going to draw a line at eleventh because I'm saying that Collingwood and Hawthorne, the best they can do is uh, eleven and a half wins, yep. and that's not enough. I know they're saying it's yeah. mathematically possible, but it's better math no. than I can do. Yeah, it's it's not worth worrying about. Eleven and a half is not enough. I think yeah, one of them involves a team getting struck by lightning. Yeah, yep. we're pretty yeah, close to it. it. So, mathematically, I can win Lotto, but I know it's not going to happen. Exactly. Um, so let's start with Port Adelaide, who are currently sitting on 11 wins. Their run home is Collingwood at home, Bulldogs away, and the Suns at home. Right. So there's two sure things there I'm putting it down as, mm. and then the Bulldogs game becomes very important. Because Bulldogs are also needing wins uh, at this end. But the Bulldogs yeah. game's at Eureka. So it's in... Uh, ah, Ballarat. Ballarat. Ballarat, yeah. Jesus. Bloody Is it Ballarat God. or Bendigo? No, I'm pretty sure uh, it's Ballarat. I think you're right. Um, it, it's not no. in Melbourne, is the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's it's Eureka. So Eureka Stockade's Ballarat. Yeah, must be. Um, everything's fucking named after Eureka Stockade there. Yeah. Um, I think that ground probably suits Port a little better. Maybe. Maybe. Well, just because it won't be... It's not Etihad. Yeah. It, which which it, suits Bulldogs to a T. And it won't be as curated. Maybe, yeah. Well, uh, presumably. You'd imagine it's not going to be the um, AstroTurf-style Etihad surface. But Collingwood at home, Suns at home, you'd put those two in the back, wouldn't yeah. you? Oh, you'd have to. You'd have to. Um, that takes them up to 13 wins, and their percentage, besides on the weekend, they dropped eight points of yeah. percentage. Yep. Um, their percentage is still better than anybody else competing for these last four spots. Yep. Um, so they're in and look yeah, I mean they've definitely got a chance of making top four because Richmond have got um, uh, Geelong for being on St Kilda and Geelong for being on away so if, if you know two losses from them and Port Kevin two wins I think that puts them well, ahead especially percentage R- Richmond's interesting because Geelong's their tough game yeah. and they've got Geelong at the most optimal time you could ever imagine yep. they could finish as high as second I did yeah. my ladder predictor I had mm. Richmond finishing second yeah. they could they should give Geelong an absolute pasting yeah, yeah. So yeah, Port Adelaide. I think they're they're definitely in there, which I hate to say it because I don't like them at all. <laughs> I'd love it if they didn't, yeah. but yeah, I, I've got them you yeah, know, g- getting a, uh, at minimum two wins. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, yeah, and, and all all the chance to get three. Yep. 
All right, let's look at the Swans, who are currently sitting in sixth. So their run home is pretty en- enviable besides um, next week. Yeah. Uh, they got Frio at home, Adelaide away, and Carlton at home. Very much like Port. Yep. Two absolute gimmies. Yeah. And then one tough one, which is Adelaide away. And they match up well against Adelaide. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know if the Adelaide one is such a tough one, just because it's round 22. Adelaide know they're playing finals. They, they've If they've locked up a top two... That's that's how yeah. it is. Um, they'll queue in the rack. They don't give a shit if they win round 22 or 23. But I, I think that round 22, they're still going to be vying for that top two. Like, they can absolutely seal top two, yeah. which mm. means it means something to them. But also, it's just that confidence going into the finals. You know, yeah. off the top team, and it's coming from sort of the run that you're having, I think that cements your legitimacy, legitimacy as a pretty much a premiership favourite without even being top four, top two, top whatever. I feel like that gives you the win yourselves to do almost like what Western Bulldogs did last year, except you're way more capable. Yeah, Yeah. by the same token, you don't want to be the Rob Murphy of that team. You don't want the team that could win a flag and you to be the one on the sideline with an injury. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, But then again, you don't want to be the one that didn't try in the prelim and didn't get a Guernsey anyway. Yeah, yep. in, in my ladder predictor, like I mean, there's two wins here for Swans without a doubt. I gave them all three, yeah, um, because I, I think that they just seem to have the wood over Adelaide, yeah, um, and uh, so that puts them on 14 wins. They're playing finals, yeah. So I've got them in there as well. Everyone agree? Yep, yep. All right, let's look at the Bulldogs then, because um, they're currently sitting in seventh. This is their uh, defence. Um, bastard, Aren't Melbourne in seventh. No, they, oh, that's around that. All right, yep. Okay, so the Swan, uh, sorry, the, the Bulldogs. Uh, this week, like we just said, uh, they got the, the Giants on Friday night. Then they've got Port Adelaide in bumfuck. Um, and then the final round against Hawthorne at Etihad Stadium. That's probably the toughest run home um, of any of these teams that are playing, uh, competing for finals. Well, I'd probably pencil in Hawthorne as a win, simply because Hawthorne would be playing for nothing because they don't give a shit where they well, finish. Actually, that's the one I put them in for not a win. I, I'm saying they're winning the other two. Nah, they'll and, give them a fair hiding. And then they've had... Uh, they'll win the other two. That gives them 13 wins. That means they're sewn up. Um, remember last year, they lost to Frio in round 23 because yeah. they put the queue in the rack because yep. they don't care if they finish fifth or to eighth. Yep. And round 23 is Hodges' last game. Yeah. So Hawthorne do have something to play for. I mean, also, for Western Bulldogs... If he's playing. I mean... <laughs> if he's not suspended. Their players love a weekend off. Don't they? So, I mean, if you can just give them the weekend off before the bye round, the, give yeah. them a week to recover, and then they're ready I mean, to go again in the first round of the final. I think that's pretty smart coaching. Libby's got time to fly over to uh, Vietnam, <laughs> Vietnam for the... Yeah. Qualify for the finals. <laughs> come back married, couple of kids. <laughs> um, so, I mean... This week against GWS is their tough one. If they win that, yeah. I think things can fall in line for them. Yep. Um, it, it's a, it's a tough, though. This, this is very difficult for the Bulldogs, but I think they're coming good at the right time. I think they'll get in there. I think they'll stay in the eight. I think well, I've got them at seventh, I believe. Yeah. I think that's where I, they'll stay. I, I did too. I, I had them getting in, even if they put the queue in the rack for round 23. Yeah. See, I've got them dropping out. I think um, they, they might just get over GWS, but I think Port and Hawthorne will have them. You just said they're going to thump Hawthorne two yeah. seconds ago. Yeah, change mine. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have a percentage boosting loss. <laughs> I've got them uh, getting in, and like I said, even with uh, uh, the, the the last game, um, dropping it to the emotional Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, all right. Currently sitting in eighth is the Bombers. Um, their run home is the Crows at Etihad, the Suns at Metricon, and then the Dockers at Etihad. Um, I, I think that with all on the line, this is going to be very interesting for them. Um, well, it's make or break this week. 
Yeah. See, th- this week is the one they can drop this week, and then it comes to percentages. Yeah. Um, and other results. So I've got them... Um, I think I've got them sneaking in, depending on one other game. And we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, I think they lose to Adelaide. I, I don't think they'll win there. Yep. Um, I don't think they're good enough to give Gold Coast or Frio an absolute pasting, which is what they would need to do. See, I, I get it. I see them the same. I see them getting over the line against Gold Coast, and then I see them putting a clinic on against Frio so in round 23. I think they could, but it's Ross Lyon. He'll just lock down. And so it'll be a, a low-scoring match. He'll turn off. Yeah, he won't rock up. On the hands. <laughs> It'll be an elevator. Um, and because percentage will mean something yeah. to Essendon, I can see them putting on, like, they'll score 140 points in yep. this game. So, yeah, I've got them dropping out. I think they'll get, obviously, I think they're going to hide in by Adelaide. I still feel like they'll lose one of these last two games as well, just because yeah. it's just a, such a, an attractive, heartbreaking story for Essendon to like, <laughs> lose one of these games against the must wins to, to drop out of finals. What could the be the difference for them, too, is if they decide to drop Joe Watson. Yeah, uh, I think that, that I think he might be the best thing, best thing that they could do, to yeah. be honest. I think so too. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough call, but I think they'll need to make that. Yeah, I just, I'm still not not really confident with the Essendon squad. I think they've got a flash of brilliance, they've got a team there, but I feel like they're going to just have a stumble in this last three rounds. I think it's sad for Joe Watson. Like a bloke that won a Brownlow, yep. didn't get to keep it, but uh, won a Brownlow and he's now so disenchanted with the game that he doesn't want to be out there. It looks that way, doesn't it? it, it the does. game's yeah. gone past him. Look, yeah. I, I can't really blame him. Like you've gone from such heights to dealing, like being the face, one of the major faces of this crisis, yeah. and then you know you're coming back in, and then you lose your fucking Brownlow. It's just you know getting uh, getting belted from pillar to post. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got them as they're the the maybe team. It's going to come down to percentage and hinging on the result of one other game, which we will get to. Um, West Coast are currently sitting ninth after dropping some winnable games. Their run home is Carlton at Domain, yep. then away at GWS, yep. and at home against Adelaide. Tough run. Tough run. Very tough. Um, um, that's why this week is so important for percentage. They lose it, they're done. Uh, this week? Yeah. Fucking oath. Yeah. Yeah. If they only yeah. just win it, they're done. Yeah. Um, GWS, I got them losing that game, and then it comes down to Adelaide at home. If Adelaide have got top spots sewn up, they might phone it in. Yep. Yeah. Um, which might make a difference for them, but I've got them losing two games, um, which means 11 wins, not enough. Yeah, me too. I still think uh, Adelaide phoning it in might be too tough for West Coast. It, yeah, it, so it very much it could be. Yep. And especially leading into that, the Adelaide might queue in the rack with their star players, and it's the young players who are trying to be part of that finals yeah. campaign yeah. that will be trying their fucking guts out. Well, that, that's right. I mean, you might say, you know what, uh, Matty Crouch, have a rest means somebody else is going to play in the midfield and go, right, I've got to do this. Yeah. I've yep. got to make them need me. Um, and potentially, if round 23, if they uh, lose it, I mean, that could be Pritis' last game, if yeah. he's playing. Yeah. Now, he might not even play yet. He got dropped this week. So. Yeah. Oh, um, if, if they're not playing finals, they'll give him a Guernsey, surely. Surely. You yeah, surely you give him a send home. A send off. Um, yep. So they've got to win all three to get 13 wins, which you need to get in. I don't see them winning all three. I don't have them winning all, all three. No. Yeah. No. I've got West Coast uh, not getting their way back into the yep. finals. Got them dropping out. Um, which leads us to then the Demons. Yep. I really want them to make it. It'd be a great story if they did. Um, I've got his mate spot. I just don't I don't quite see it happening. Well, their run home is St. Kilda at the MCG, Lions at the MCG, Collingwood at the MCG. It's yep. as soft a run home as you could hope for. Well, I mean, it's it's all this week against the Saints. Yep. Um, if they lose, they're done. They're finished. I think... Like so many teams, injuries have just hurt their season so much. At the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, 
they got co-captains that have both sat on the bench for a significant time and Gorn spent more yeah. of the season off than on. Yeah. But it's also, this team is primed for the next five years. Yeah. Like if they can keep the squad together and add to it even, yeah. uh, they're going to be Premiership window until 2025. Hogan's not back either. I agree. I, I had them losing this week, which ends their season. Yeah, yeah. And then win the next two, not good enough. Yeah. For, for, me, for me, like remember like 10 minutes ago when I said that uh, Saints beat Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you both flip-flopping. Yep, I am. I feel like Melbourne, yeah, I've looked at this run home. Yeah, I think they actually sneak in. I think they've got them winning the last three games to march into the finals and be a massive disappointment to their fans in round one. The funniest part is I know you could edit out all this flip-flopping, but I know you're not going to. No, well, I'm a big fan of not editing shit. It's <laughs> no. being like a real honest, honest it's, podcast. It's the way it, the way it was. Yeah. I think, though, Melbourne still be playing for pride at the end of it, and they could do the whole AFL a favour by giving Collingwood a massive thumping in the final round. <laughs> yep. Just, um, just for the lulls. It'll, just, be, it'll be packed, yeah. not with any, any of their supporters, <laughs> yeah. the rest of Melbourne there. <laughs> just to put the question to Eddie. Yeah. Just to, to, make, him, to make him consider Leave it. Leave him on a sour note. Yeah. Yep. Are, are you going to uh, send him a don't come Monday? Yep. It might literally come on Monday. Yep. yep. <laughs> the note, that is. Um, <laughs> all right. So the final team we'll have a look at are the Saints, who uh, even with West Coast, Melbourne and Essendon on, on points at the minute, they've all got 10 wins. Yep. They've got the worst percentage. And their run home is, like you said, Melbourne at the MCG. Then they've got North at Etihad and the Tigers at the MCG. Well, the only match they can get percentage on there is North at Etihad. And, uh, and they should look for a lot of percentage. Well, they, they need yeah. to. Uh, yep. I, I think they can beat Melbourne. And round 23 Richmond, they can beat them if Richmond are uh, queuing up for a finals campaign. But they can't beat them by a lot. Look, yeah. that's the game I'm looking at, is uh, Richmond and uh, St Kilda at the MCG round 23 on the Sunday. Because I, I've got the tipping them that they'll win this week. Yeah. They will thump north. And then it all comes down to that final game. Because remember, Rui's announced his retirement too. This is a big game for him. Tigers might have top four sewn up. Yeah, um, that's true. I'd say that if they win the next two, it comes down to that game. If they win, they're in. If they lose, Essendon makes the, the eighth spot. That's how I've got it. See, I feel like that they won't actually put a clinic on North Melbourne. I feel like St Kilda only play as good as well, opposition allow, like uh, uh, standard is. I don't feel like they impose their own standard on the game. It'll I feel be like, Rue's last home game, that one. Doesn't matter. It I, could I, be his last game in Melbourne. Yeah. I think, well, no, he plays the MCG next week. I don't think it's going to change the way they play. I think that um, St about- Kilda's best best effort is playing just a bit above the standard of their opposition. Yeah. So I feel like they won't put enough to get percentage over the other teams that are playing. Plus, remember when I picked them uh, to lose against Melbourne <laughs> like three minutes ago? <laughs> I think that'll be end of it there. Um, yeah, well, if they lose against Melbourne, it's over. Um, they've yeah. got to win all three. But I've, I've got them winning all three. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to win by enough. Like, I think they can definitely win all three. But I, I think North Melbourne's the only one that can get percentage boost. I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I think if they win all three, percentage won't matter for them. They'll have enough to make the finals. Yeah. Um, because uh, that means that Essendon won't um, ha- have enough. Yeah, also um, Melbourne too. And uh, West Coast and Melbourne means they've, they've lost. So they can take their percentage out of it. Yeah. Um, but it all, all comes down, Richmond v St Kilda on, on the Sunday. If Saints win, they're in. If they lose, I, I'd say Essendon yep. gets the eighth spot. How many fringe players Richmond have you think are vying for a finals campaign spot? Well, uh, there's a few. Uh, 19. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's any any players being held out at the moment. To me. Uh, and I don't know every Richmond player. He's still got Miles on the other who, I mean, he's been really crap when he's played, but he's been proven to be good under pressure. Well, which I mean, spot, fucked up a goal on he's goal in the team line. Now. Yeah, that's just true. No, not that Miles. Other Miles. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah. Today I learned there's two. <laughs> Didn't know that either. Isn't his name Miles? Pretty sure it's Miles. Am I just being retarded? Didn't kick the winner against the Saints. 
against the Swans? Lloyd. Lloyd, fucking hell. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I'm glad we didn't try and play that off. Like, oh, yeah, the other Miles. Yeah. Remember I knew about that. Remember the other Miles. Go when I was talking about Miles? Yeah. <laughs> I meant Lloyd. Well, Rewalt's got to come back, so he comes back in before Lloyd does. Yeah, I think we played pretty decent without Rewalt, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that's really an out. Well, I wouldn't say no to him. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. All right, so that's how we got it. I got the, you know, the final four spots getting filled up by Port Swans, Bulldogs, and then I think the Saints, but it could be Essendon depending on that last game. Yep. I, I still kind of want to see Essendon drop out of the finals, uh, mainly because they have got a, a great future in the next five years. And Essendon, uh, St Kilda and Melbourne for the next five years are going to be strong. Yeah. Well, I mean, this week they play Adelaide without merit, without Fantasia, yeah. and I think that's why you know Saints are going to get there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that'll do us for this right. week. Right. Fun times. Peace. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.